Hello, and welcome to Between the Stacks, a podcast created and produced by the Odell Public Library. I'm Emily Lenore. Hi, I'm Krista Mapes. Hi, everyone. I'm Gillian Larson. On this episode of Between the Stacks, Harry Potter Extravaganza. We'll be ranking the books, competing in a round of trivia, and I'll be taking the sorting hat test. Plus, our segments Tech Talk and Ask a Librarian. But first, some announcements. Library Cards for Kids. Odell Library has set up an agreement with the Morrison Community School District that allows any kindergarten through 12th grade student that lives outside city limits to get a free library card. If you have any questions about this or would like to apply for a card, please give us a call or email us. And the March book order can be found by scrolling to the bottom of Odell's homepage, www.odellpubliclibrary.com into your library account and place holds at search.prairiecat.info. For AARP tax preparation, please call Odell with the following information to be placed on the tax preparation list. Your first and last name, phone number, and city of residence. A representative from AARP will then call you to schedule an appointment or discuss your options. Please be patient as this is a particularly busy tax season. Thanks to our generous community and friends group, Odell has added a good number of large print materials to the collection, including classics, popular authors, and nonfiction. So coming up at Odell, we have some author fireside chats. The Odell Public Library friends have generously sponsored 25 tickets to the following virtual fireside chats. So we have the author John Sanford on April 14th, 2021 at 7 p.m., and author Alex Kotlowitz on May 6th, 2021 at 7 p.m. Registration is required for this ticketed virtual event. Reserve your place by completing the Google form found in the description of this episode. Patrons are welcome to suggest questions for the author up to 10 days prior to the event by emailing ask.odell.library at gmail.com. We'd love to hear about what you're reading, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Fill out the Google form to submit a book review, which is linked in the description of this episode. We'll post reviews on our bulletin board at Odell and may even feature a review or two in a future Between the Stacks episode, with your permission, of course. Virtual story time takes place each Wednesday evening from 7 o'clock till 7.30 p.m. on Facebook Live. Snuggle up with your young people and enjoy themed stories, songs, and rhymes with Miss Katie each week. Storytime videos remain posted online for two weeks, so watch anytime. We also have Discovery Book Packs. So these themed backpacks make checkout a breeze for families on the go. Each pack includes five to seven books, early literacy tips and activities, and a non-electronic toy. Available topics include bedtime, things that go, colors, cats, dogs, ABCs, and construction with many more on the way. With thanks again to the Odell Public Library friends and our amazing community donors, Odell was able to purchase over 50 new DVDs for the collection. From The Wizard of Oz to Frozen 2, we are sure to have something for everyone in the family. We know it has been hard to be stuck inside for so long. Remember that Odell has the following in our children's collection to help you educate, entertain, and enjoy your time together. Magazines with lots of great ones about animals and dinosaurs. Leap Reader pens, dogs, and books, which are great for pre- and emergent readers. Level readers, graphic novels, 
board books, picture books, and chapter books, ebooks through Omni libraries, and DVDs. So for this segment, we are going to be talking about Stack Attack. For those of you who don't know about this, this is our literary March Madness bracket. And to get us started, I would like Emily to go over who won specifically for our James Patterson versus Brad Thor. James Patterson won. No. With 64.7% of the vote. You know, tell us how you feel, Gil. I'm just, people want to see me in pain. And I know this. I don't know if I should be happy or sad about this, but I just, I just, guys, please don't let James Patterson win. I don't know what to say to him. I'm kind of scared of him now. Like, it's fine. It's only week one. How many weeks do we have left of this? Six. Okay. Well, there's five left. There's six in total. Okay. So we have time to to bump Mr. Patterson off the... So we do have the results of week one. So James Patterson is moving on. He will face John Grisham in the next round. Kind of notable that happened in week one. The matchup between Iris Johansson and Nicholas Sparks. Iris Johansson has more books in our library, so she was seated higher. But Nicholas Sparks, in an upset, won with 100% of the vote, which is really funny. So another cool thing that happened is some of our results mirrored the results of what happened in the actual NCAA men's basketball tournament. So for example, our 6-11 matchup in what would be the East category if this was the actual tournament. So our matchup between CJ Box and David Rosenfeld, with David Rosenfeld being the 11 seed and CJ Box being the sixth seed, David Rosenfeld won with 66% of the vote. And in the real tournament, UCLA, the 11 seed, won over Brigham Young University, the sixth seed. So that matches up with what we got in our results. That's exciting. I'm, I'm excited. Like real life parallel. Well, and a lot of the other ones too, like the James Patterson, Brad Thor, that mirrors in the real tournament, Gonzaga. The one seed, huh. they won over Norfolk State, the 16 seed, and that mirrors James Patterson winning over Brad Thor. Huh. Well, that's, like, really interesting. So, yeah, so with relation to kind of the more predictable matchups, I would say, with the higher seeds beating the lower seeds, those mirror a lot of what happened in our tournament, but other ones that aren't so predictable, we have some of the same results on ours, so that's really neat. Yeah. So for week two, at the time of recording, we... Do not have all the results in yet, but we have a few of them. So Daniel Steele in our in our bracket is a one seed because she has a lot of books in the library. <laughs> so anyway, so she is facing J.R.R. Tolkien in the first round, and so far, it looks like it could be an upset with J.R.R. Tolkien beating Daniel Steele, which yeah. would be a one sixteen upset. I'm, ex- I'm excited. That would be that. very exciting. I'm excited about that. I don't have beef with Danielle Steele, but I have beef with Danielle Steele. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because she also she, writes a lot of books and so does James Patterson? Well, not well, because she writes a whole bunch of books, but one time we were working in the back room and Krista oh showed me No, hang on, it's a cool story. Krista showed me like a a, a back cover of a Danielle Steele book that had come in and it was just like this weird portrait of her because if, if anybody doesn't know Danielle Steele and James Patterson both a, lo- a lot of popular authors will have their headshots on the back of the book like the whole back cover will just be them their face yeah so this Danielle Steele book had her in a was it a huge yellow gown it was 
She's wearing she's, something funky, but but she was standing in front of her mantelpiece, like a marble mantle. It was massive. A massive marble mantelpiece with another portrait of her above the fireplace. And yeah. it was like a, a life-size portrait. So it was a portrait of a portrait of her standing in front of her own portrait. And it just, it made me mad for some reason. Mm. Plus, for like almost all of her like recent books she's always got a new picture of herself mm-hmm. standing someplace in her home in her home like it used to be just her face out in the wild but now it's her like in and, her mansion yeah which like good for you plus if you haven't read danielle Steele books it's sort of like the hallmark of books if that yeah, makes sense yeah i would agree with that i would agree with that like same general plot but in different locations with different Mm-hmm. named people so yeah mm-hmm. plus her eyeshadow is weird no shade no <gasps> no shade get it <laughs> eyeshadow shade i'm a genius so coming up this week you can vote in the third round so that'll be the sweet 16 matchups you can do that either if you come into the library in person or we'll have a google form which will be linked in the description of this episode and on our facebook slash instagram page as well And if you'd like to see the full results from week one and two, we will have them on our Facebook page. Hey, it's Krista from Between the Stacks, and I'm here to tell you about a cool feature you might want to take advantage of. Our listeners can send us voice messages on our podcast website. If you have a question for Tech Talk or Ask a Librarian, have information about something we should cover on the show, or want to send us feedback, send us a voice message on anchor.fm backslash between the stacks, and you may hear yourself on a future episode. So after all those announcements, we enter our first segment of this podcast episode. Harry Potter extravaganza. Are you guys ready? No. Yes. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, Krista and I are very big Harry Potter fans, and Emily knows virtually nothing about Harry Potter. I've so. never read the books. I've never seen the movies. Yeah, I don't she, know anything. Yeah, and we figured that this would be a fun opportunity to just make Emily miserable on this episode. So we we are such big Harry Potter fans that Krista and I have both signed up for Pottermore. We've watched all the movies. Read I've read most of the books. I've read all of the books. She's read all of the books. She's a better fan than I am. But we, we love Harry Potter very, very much. So we have been sorted into houses. We each know our personal houses. Um, and we're going to take this first little bit and just tell... All of the listeners, <laughs> what houses Krista and I are? Krista, what is your Hogwarts house? So, I am a Slytherin. Slytherins <laughs> value the traits of ambition, cunningness, leadership, determination, and resourcefulness. They are known for being very loyal to those that have earned their trust. I would say that that's an accurate description of how you operate. Well, thank you. It helps that you're wearing a Slytherin t-shirt right now. <laughs> Wait, did I get you that for your birthday? Yes, you did. Oh, I did. I remember that now. <laughs> See, again, just to reiterate a point, we both love Harry Potter very much. Yes, very much. Slytherins have a bad rep for being mean mm-hmm. because they're so determined and they are very cunning. Mm-hmm. And so people put those two together and they're like instant mean. Man, you're a jerk. Those, those a two traits yeah. mean that like you're automatically bad. Yeah, but that's so. not necessarily the case because you're one of the nicest people that I know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
So just a few more things about Slytherins. Mm -hmm. Some Slytherins that everyone might know is Severus Snape, Bellatrix Lestrange, Draco Malfoy, and of course Lord Voldemort. But did you know Merlin himself was a Slytherin? I did not know that. (laughs) Our house ghost is the Bloody Baron. He seems mysterious and unfriendly to the other houses, but he is actually very kind to Slytherins and will usually agree to scare people for them Wait. if they ask nicely. Slytherins are always striving to be the best, something they have in common with Ravenclaws. However, Slytherins will never leave their own behind. Wait, shade. Will lead their own behind. That's Wait. shade towards Ravenclaws. Shade. They leave people behind. Apparently I so. I guess so. I don't know. We'll get to that. Okay. Uh, our house emblem is a snake. Slytherin has produced the most dark wizards out of <laughs> any. Okay, I don't like that fact. Cut that it's one It's a fact. Out. No, I it's a fact. What's a dark wizard? Like. So a dark wizard is like Voldemort. Oh, like, like they're wizards. Guy? They're wizards that use their powers for bad instead of good. Oh. And Slytherin, since Krista doesn't like this fact, is this Slytherin, why they get such a bad reputation? Yeah, this because they produced the most dark wizards. And stop doing that. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm doing it. Stop it. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. Our house colors are green and silver, and our common room lies in the dungeons of Hogwarts. Why would you ever want to hang out there? Okay, but their their common room is super cool, though. Like, it's really cool. How do you know? You're not a Slytherin. Well, I can't give that information out. She's looked up pictures. Yeah, just Google Slytherin common room. They're, They're beautiful. The password of the common room changes every fortnight. Keep an eye on the notice board. Never bring anyone from another house into our common room or tell them our password. No outsider has entered for more than seven centuries. Who was the last outsider? I don't know. Probably Harry Potter. Well, he broke into the. He broke in, so that fact technically. That fact technically isn't right because Harry Potter went into the. He's not seven centuries old, is he? No. No. Okay. All right, just trying to keep the timeline intact here. (laughs) Okay. I keep forgetting Emily knows nothing about Harry Potter. So this next little tidbit is a quote from The Sorting Hat. Or perhaps in Slytherin, you'll make your real friends. Those cunning folk use any means to achieve their ends. Cute. So we've established that Krista is a good person in a bad house. Moving on! (laughs) I am a fool. That's a bad rep. I'm a full-blooded Hufflepuff, okay? Hufflepuff is the most inclusive among the four houses. We value hard work, dedication, patience, loyalty, and fair play rather than a particular aptitude in its students. Hufflepuffs are known to have a strong moral code and have a sense of right and wrong. I have some fun facts. A lot of fun facts because I got really excited about this episode. Can I include one fun fact yeah, what's real up? quick between what's Slytherins and Hufflepuffs? Yes. Yes. I love this fact. This is the be- Hold my hand. This is the best fact. This is the best fact because Slytherins always claim a Hufflepuff and Hufflepuffs always claim a Slytherin. And it's yeah. so fun because we're, we're Literally, I'm not kidding. All my friends are Slytherins. Like, yeah. like in real life, mm-hmm. all of our friends are Slytherins and mm-hmm. I am the Hufflepuff. Yes. <laughs> so it makes so. sense. We just gravitate towards each other. Yeah. So... Some of my facts are Helga Hufflepuff was the founder of Hufflepuff House. Her chocolate frog card describes her as a loyal, charming witch with great skill at performing food related charms. Some notable Hufflepuff members are Pomona Sprout, head of Hufflepuff House and the herbology professor. 
Nymphadora Tonks, Cedric Diggory, and Newt Scamander, World Authority on Magical Creatures. Hufflepuff's house ghost, the Fat Friar, still resents the fact that he was never made a cardinal. Aww. He's a, he's like a, a monk who wears monk's robe. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty cool. This is my favorite fact, Krista. Hufflepuff has produced the fewest dark wizards of any house at Hogwarts. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Our emblem is the badger, an animal that is often underestimated because it lives quietly until attacked, but which, when provoked, can fight off animals much larger than itself, including wolves. Hufflepuffs are trustworthy and loyal. We don't shoot our mouths off, but cross us at your peril, like our emblem, the badger. What? We will protect ourselves, our friends, and our families against enemies. Nobody intimidates us. You hear that? You hear that, Kristen? I believe that entirely. <laughs> You can talk to anyone. Our house colors are yellow and black, and our common room lies one floor below the ground on the same corridor as the kitchens. Our quote from the sorting hat is, You might belong in Hufflepuff, where they are just and loyal. Those patient Hufflepuffs are true and unafraid of toil. Okay. So, as for other houses, as said in the Harry Potter novels, where dwell the brave at heart, their daring nerve and chivalry set Gryffindors apart. Gryffindors tend to be outspoken, courageous, and are always game to go on an adventure and try something new. They never want to live life on the sidelines and would much rather take a risk to do what's right in the end. Or yet in wise old Ravenclaw, if you're a ready mind, where those of wit and learning will always find their kind said the sorting hat so ravenclaw's house values intelligence wisdom and creativity those a part of this house are always hungry for knowledge and can't resist a good story to lose themselves in so now that we have i mean obviously much more backstory much more information about slytherin and hufflepuff but now that we have some basic information on all of the houses what do we think emily will be nothing <laughs> you have to be something no. Something. So I'm thinking that Emily is going to be a Gryffindor. Okay, why? As I said before, they tend to be outspoken, mm -hmm. yet courageous, and they're very brave as well. And I just see Emily as that type of person. Emily is brave. I will say that. I think that Emily might be a Ravenclaw. I, I don't think I'll be disappointed if she's not. She might be. She might be a Slytherin actually now that I think about it you might just be really ambitious because I feel like you're very ambitious with everything that you do but you're also very intelligent oh and should I add that the Ravenclaw common room is like in a tower and it's space themed so did you say space themed yeah there's space like stars themed. in the ceiling That's and stuff my, yeah. okay I'll live there so you might be I a guess. Ravenclaw because you're really intelligent and I know that you read a lot and you value the smarts but maybe she's a Slytherin. Maybe. I'm not sure. But we're about to find out because Miss Emily has signed up to take the sorting hat test on Pottermore.com. J.K. Rowling's website that basically like is the be all end all of Harry Potter knowledge. And she has created this test that will sort you into a house based on based on basically these answers to these upcoming questions. So, Emily. Hi. It says the sorting hat's decision is final. So there's no there's no appeals process. There's no appeals. No. That's no. a shame. How would you like to be known to history? The great, the wise, the bold, or the good? I don't know. I don't really want to be known as anything. 
Well, that's a very Ravenclaw thing to say. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That, that's not very true. We can cross the great off the list. Okay, so Emily doesn't I, want to be great. That she's not a Gryffindor. That's that's what I was just thinking. Like, <laughs> didn't you say that she was going to be a Gryffindor? I, well, no. I mean, with this particular okay, question, okay, gotcha. not a Gryffindor because so, Gryffindors would definitely want to be known. So she's got the wise, the history. bold, the good. I don't know. I don't really care about boldness. That's wise once again like Gryffindor. East Gryffindor okay, thing to so say. So we're down to wise, the and wise good. and the good. Which that? one do you want to be, Emily? Well, I guess mainly I want to help people. I guess that'd be good, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're selecting the good. Very nice. Uh, if you were attending Hogwarts, which pet would you choose to take with you? Well, a cow, of course. <laughs> a cow. Wait, you, why? You can't it, take a cow. Can't Cats, take, toads, and owls. You can't take a cow. I'm very sorry. That's that's a an, shame. It has to be an easily portable animal. So a cat, a toad, or an owl? Oh, well, I guess not a toad. Not a toad. Um, cat or owl. Well, there's a cat at home I like, and his name is James, and he's a stray. Owls, I don't... I don't know if I'm a big fan of birds, so I guess I'll go with cat. Okay. Cat it is. Emily has chosen cat. Oh, now I gotta select which cat. Well, James <gasps> How many is a, cats are there? Well, there's ginger, white, Siamese, tabby, or black. Well, James is a black cat, so I'll just, I'll just select that. Love that. Okay. Which would you rather be liked? Not really. Trusted? I guess so. Feared? Probably not. <laughs> Envied? No. Imitated? I don't really imitate it. Copy me? That's kind of weird. Praised? Not really. That leaves us with liked and trusted. Well, I guess trusted. I don't really need to be liked by anybody. I'm going to revoke my thoughts that Emily is a Ravenclaw. You might be a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Maybe. I don't, Maybe. Longst, I don't know. I don't know what you might be. I'm well, What are you looking forward to learning at Hogwarts? Nothing, because I'm not going there. You have to! All about magical creatures. Flying on a broomstick. Not really my thing. You just said that you liked heights, though. Yeah, but I don't need to fly around on a broomstick. That's kind of tacky. tacky. That's tacky? <laughs> it's like, yeah, like Halloween, like stereotype switches. Broomstick? You've already chosen a black cat to go with you to Hogwarts. I mean, yeah, because that's, that's a, just a cat I have at home. Okay, okay. If okay. it was gray or white, I would have picked that too. Just okay. Well, it's only because I know a cat choice? who looks like that. Apparition and disapparition, being able to materialize and materialize at will. Secrets about the castle, transfiguration, hexes and jinxes, or. Every area of magic. Well, I guess if you're going to learn the magic, you might as well learn all of it, right? Yeah. All right, I'm going to go with all of it. Okay, it's loading. The sorting <gasps> hat is ready to make its decision. The sorting hat has, okay. is, is, is ready. Okay, right. okay. Continue. You, so you press continue. Okay, I'm going to press continue. Final final guess. Still, You think she's still Gryffindor? Yeah, I'm going to stick with Gryffindor. Okay, all right. You know what? I'm just going to choose Ravenclaw just because I don't know. Okay, right. ready? The sorting hat is ready to make its decision. Continue. All right. <gasps> I'm a Hufflepuff. You probably know. No, I don't. Don't assume things about me. <laughs> She's you like the most pessimistic Hufflepuff. Well, I guess that makes me so excited. Well, that's good. I wasn't expecting that. That's I, great. I wasn't expecting anything. Hufflepuffs are where it's at, Emily. Oh, Welcome cool. to the club. All right. Well, what if I don't want to be part of the club? Well, uh, what do you want to well, be you then? You have to be a part of the club. I've created the fifth Hogwarts house. Wait, what? Yes. I've, 
I belong to my own house. Um, wait, wait, wait. So you went into this knowing you would take a sorting hat quiz and we would we would be so excited, but then you're like, eh, whatever I what I don't care what I get. I've created the my own house. You've well, created your own house. I'm yes. curious to know what the house is. All right. We Go are for it. Taurus Ager. How did you come up with that name just really quick? Well, literally translated, it means cow field. Boss Taurus is the scientific name for cow, and Ager is Latin for field. So, Taurus Ager. Founder is me, and our house ghosts are the Perry Mason Squad. Perry oh my Mason, goodness. Della Street, and Paul Drake. Our common area is an invisible barn at Hogwarts or any muggle farm building, and our mascot is a cow, if you haven't already figured that out yet. Our house colors are purple and gray, and I have a scarf that's purple and gray with the blocks, like you all have your squares. We do. So I have have a scarf, so it's official. I'm part of this house. Oh, man, it's great. And our house traits and values are problem-solving, honesty, helping others, and working with our hands. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I love it. It's just I I was not expecting. Surprise. to be, I wasn't expecting it to be cow themed. First of all, well, she I complained sh- that she couldn't take a cow to hog. Have you, how did you not see this coming? I, I do not. I don't know why. I just did not see it being <laughs> cow themed. So, Emily is her own house. I am my own house. How do you pronounce it? Taurus Adger. Taurus Adger. Taurus Adger. Taurus Adger. Well, thank you, Emily, for creating your own house and completely leaving Hufflepuff. That's great. I, I guess I'm still a part of it if I have to be, but this I'm, yeah. I'll be an honorary Hufflepuff I, member. Okay. But I'll, I love the invisible barn thing. Yeah, that's really cool. That means you guys can't find it, so <laughs> you don't I want will. us to come to your invisible. What? Well, okay, if, dang! I if, see how it is. If Slither, if nobody's been in the Slytherin house for more than seven centuries or whatever, and so you can't share the passwords, so I guess we can't share things either. Oh. Okay. So next up, uh, we're going to rank the books. So there are multiple books in the Harry Potter series. Are there? Oh, seven. Seven. seven, There's seven books. There's eight movies. But Krista, instead of ranking all of them in order, I think it would just be best to be like top three books. Top three books. There's Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, or the Philosopher's Stone, rather, if you're anywhere, if you live anywhere but America. Harry Mm -hmm. Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. The Chamber of Secrets, The Prisoner of Azkaban, The Goblet of Fire, The the Order of the Phoenix, mm-hmm. and then Deathly Hall. Oh, The Half-Blood Prince. Half-Blood Prince. Half-Blood Prince. I apologize. Yes. And then, and the, then Half-Blood Prince? the Deathly Hallows. We're getting there. Three favorite books of mine. I really enjoy the first one, so The Sorcerer's Stone. Okay, cool. I also like The Goblet of Fire. <gasps> I love that. And then probably The Chamber of Secrets. I kind of agree with that. No. I, I think the first one is probably definitely in my top three, just because I remember reading it when I was a, a little kid. Anyway, I love that book. And then I think my second favorite would have to be probably The Prisoner of Azkaban. And then my my first one, I love this movie and this book so much, is uh, The Goblet of Fire. Hands down. Go- Goblet of Fire. Hands down, like, best book. Best book. Best movie. Mm-hmm. Be- best movie. We're agreeing on this? Best movie, best movie. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I, I really like The Chamber of Secrets as a movie, too. I, worst movie? Worst movie. What's the worst movie? Oh, worst movie. I have the same level of dislike for the same book and movie paired together. Well, I don't really like the, like, last few movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they went downhill after The Goblet of Fire. Yeah. I agree. Absolute worst 
I guess it's just Deathly Hollows. So I think The Order of the Phoenix is the one book that I've never, but I've started it so many times as a kid, as a, as a teen, and as an adult now, and I've never been able to get through it. I also don't like the movie The Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix as a movie, I did not like either. So our final thing is Harry Potter trivia. I thought it would be funny if I quizzed both Krista, the Harry Potter, I would say probably expert, against someone who knows virtually not not nothing, but not a lot. Okay, I mean that's the point of this whole episode is to is to make you angry, I guess, and you, you don't have knowledge about Harry Potter, so I'm not angry, so you're failing. Well, we're gonna well, make you angry in a minute with all this trivia. So they, these questions, I think I have, geez, how many questions? Thirty three questions oh, about God. Harry Potter. We have a button in between the pair of you right now. It's a button that says encouraging things because we couldn't find a bell. Gracias, merci, dankzeer, mahalo. Thank you. You are awesome-tastic. So I'm going to read the question, give you three seconds to think of an answer, and whoever hits the bell first can answer. Okay? All right. There is steals, so if you would like to steal, sure. Emily, I think you're going to surprise me with how much you actually know because these questions uh, are very easy at first, and then they go too intermediate, too difficult. Are we ready for Harry Potter trivia? No. Eh. Question okay. one. Where does Harry Potter go to school? Emily. Uh, Hogwarts. Correct. Yay. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Question number two. Who are Harry Potter's two best friends? Emily. Ron Weasley and Hermione Granger. Correct. Nice. Okay. Question three. Who is the Hogwarts groundskeeper and keeper of keys? Thank Krista. Hagrid. Hagrid, yes, ma'am. Okay, we're two for one. Is somebody keeping a score? I'm definitely going to lose score, but it'll be okay. Yeah. Four. Who killed Harry Potter's parents, Lily and James? Emily. Lord Voldemort. Nice. Okay. Good, good. Which Slytherin boy does Harry Potter not get along with? Okay. Emily. Draco Malfoy. Good job. <laughs> Okay. Which house elf aids Harry in the Chamber of Secrets and also serves the Malfoy family? Krista. Dobby. Nice one. Okay. What is Ron's pet rat's name? Jeez. Krista. <laughs> Scabbards. Scabbers. Yes. Eight. Which Hogwarts Defense Against the Dark Arts professor is actually a werewolf? Krista. Remus. What's his full name? Remus Lupin. Good job. Yes. Okay. What do Hermione's parents do for their jobs in the muggle world? Wait, do they have the same job? Yes, they do. They both do the same thing. Hero. Emily. Are they bankers? No. no, but good guess. Krista, you want to steal? Dentist. They are dentists. Okay. <laughs> Emily's not having fun. I'm sorry. Uh, what was the plant Harry Potter ate that caused him to grow gills and fins during the second challenge of the Triwizard Tournament? Emily. Seaweed. Close, <laughs> it was but no. Very close. Close. It's, Good guess, though. What is it, Gilly Gilly weed. It's gillyweed. Is yeah. that a made-up thing? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, it's a plant that gives you gills and fins, so, I mean, if it, it were think... real, I would eat it. Yeah, you could okay. be a mermaid. So, it's kind of like seaweed, but yeah. like the mm -hmm. magical version. How did Moaning Myrtle die? Emily. 
Her husband killed her because he wanted to leave her for another woman. She's like wow. Well, <laughs> I didn't know that. No, it's okay. It's a good guess. And uh, she wails for him now. <clears throat> and oh, well, that's an interesting take. On to be that. honest, I think I would like Moaning Myrtle a little bit more if that's how she died. But that okay. wouldn't make sense for. I a mean, she's also of a secrets, student. She's also a student. So yeah. So, do you remember how she died, Kristen? It's because of the serpent in Chamber of Secrets. I'm forgetting. Yeah. The basilisk? The basilisk, yes. Yeah, so since looking into a basilisk's eyes is a fatal act, Myrtle was killed instantly and her body fell to the bathroom floor, becoming Tom Riddle's first victim. Mm-hmm. Witch Hogwarts house dormitory entrance will spray you with vinegar if you try to wrongly enter it. Emily, if you say yours, I'm going to... What? Emily. No, I was going to say Hufflepuff because with the kitchens and vinegar. <gasps> it's right. Hufflepuff. Well, that is my house. Yeah. We are the only house at Hogwarts that also has a repelling device for would-be intruders. If the wrong lid is tapped, because you have to tap on a whole bunch of barrels next to the kitchen to get in, or if the rhythm of the tapping is wrong, the illegal entrant is doused in vinegar. Fun. (laughs) And they say that Hufflepuffs aren't mean. That's me. Okay, half of your people kill people, and the, if the worst thing that my house has ever done is douse someone in vinegar, I think I'm still okay. I, I mean, Hufflepuffs actually did, like, fight in the Battle of Hogwarts. Yeah, we did. So they because probably we're strong. killed people there. Because we're strong and we but defend people. But killed the bad guys, right? Yeah. So... <laughs> the bad guys who were what, Krista? Slytherins. Shut up. Where is the Slytherin common room located? If you were listening to Krista's earlier speech. You can push it. (laughs) Oh, I remember now. Krista. Hogwarts Dungeons. Good job. What is the name of the room Harry uses to teach Dumbledore's army? Go for it. Someone's got to push it. Emily. An unused classroom. Close. Is it called the apparatus room? No, it Ah. is the room of requirement. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, moving on. This is getting kind of rough. Mm-hmm. Kind of rough. You guys are doing well, though. Which Hogwarts professor can transfigure into a cat? Okay. Yeah. Krista. McGonagall. What's her first name? Minerva. Minerva McGonagall. Yes, correct. What is the name of the book Hermione supposes Voldemort used to learn about the Horcruxes? Emily. The Book of Horcruxes. <laughs> no. <laughs> good guess. Really good guess. I cannot remember either, so I'm just okay. going to do a funny. Yes. Horcruxes for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. The book was called Secrets of the Darkest Art. Well, that kind of makes sense, right? The dark arts? That's... I mean, basically, you could have yeah, just put you could have just put Horcruxes 101 or Horcruxes for dummy on the front. Slughorn teaches his students that uh, a certain potion called a mortinia smells different to each person. What food does Harry smell? Yeah. What? Yeah. Emily. Chocolate chip cookies. Is that what you would smell? I don't know. I don't know what this potion does. This I... per- this potion smells like the person, like what you're attracted to in a person. Wait, what? Yeah, it's kind of a weird potion now that I think of it. It's a Weasley house? I forget, so. No, no. So, I mean, it's it's a, it's an advanced potion for like older teenagers Does it smell yeah. like hermione but it, it no. no it doesn't it smells like treacle tart what is treacle it's tart? a kind of food that Ginny weasley eats oh don't they get married in the end yeah yeah they do okay 
That makes sense then. It does, which is why I said the Weasley house too. Oh, you were close. How many Horcruxes did Lord Voldemort split his soul into? Emily. 13? No. I think he was planning, I, I can't remember exactly, mm-hmm. but I think he was planning on doing seven, but ended up doing eight. Yeah, you're right. He did eight. Good job. What are the names of Severus Snape's parents? <laughs> Chris is looking at me in terror. Emily. Lily and James Potter. <gasps> um, is that, his, is that um, Harry Potter's parents' name? That's Harry Potter's parents' name. Well, that's what I was meaning to do. No, so no, no. no. Did that. It, Good job on little, remembering a pair of parents, though. Yeah, a uh, little background info, though. Severus Snape had a crush on Lily, and he absolutely oh. hated <sighs> James because James picked on him. Oh, so he, just so you know. So yeah. Also, Lily that's a was very his weird friend. Family tree. Yes. Never mind. It, it so would funny. be weird if Lily was also his mom. Surprise. His parents' names are Tobias Snape and Eileen Prince, the Half Blood Prince. Is, to, is Tobias Prince the Half Blood Prince? No. Is no. Severus Snape, Snape is, is the Half Blood Prince. Prince. Yes. So he's he's he half Muggle and half Wizard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, that's fun, I guess. What color eyes does Winky the House Elf have? <laughs> I don't even remember. Did Winky. you say two? No, I said who? Winky, Winky the house elf. Yeah, he has two eyes. Well, Winky's a girl. Okay, uh, she has two eyes. I'm going to guess Periwinkle. No. You, Emily. Purple. Purple? No, dark brown. Oh. Okay. I was hoping it was fun. Yeah, it's kind I of was, boring. I was going to guess brown at first, but then I'm like, Vermillion. fun colors. What color are the dress robes that... Padma Patil wore to the Yule Ball. Emily. Purple. No. I can't actually remember for the book, but mm-hmm. in, in the movies, they were pink and orange. Yes, in the movies, they were pink and orange, but in the books, they were turquoise. What is the enchanted map yeah, that. Uh, that tells of everyone's whereabouts called? It's the Find My Friends app on iPhone. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it is not. Well, that's a shame. What is the map called? The Marauders map. Good job. Oh, we... Well, this brings us to our final question. Are you ready? No. Sure. What is Luna Lovegood's Patronus? Three, two, one. Emily. Is it a raven? No. No, it is not a raven. Is it a flamingo? No. It she is ha- not doesn't a she have those pink glasses? I yeah, mean, that yeah. is the character. Yeah, right. she has blonde hair and pink it's glasses. It's a flamingo. It's not a flamingo. No, it's a not bummer. a flamingo. Um, Krista. I really... Uh, I'm th- uh, I want to say otter, but I'm pretty sure that's Hermione's. That's Hermione's Patronus. But what is Luna Lovegood's Patronus, Krista? Is it a hummingbird? No. No, that'd be cute, though. That would be cute. That's not it, though. You have one more guess. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I could see you whispering. <laughs> You're sitting across the table from me. Is it a cat? No. No. It's a hare. It's a it's a rabbit. <gasps> oh, that's right. Yeah. Thank you for participating in Harry Potter trivia. So, I would like to talk about what we are recording on. We received a a generous donation from an, anon- an anonymous person. We are actually recording this episode, episode seven of Between the Stacks on a brand new sound system. We have fancy, fancy earphones, a brand new set of microphones, 
and it's it's pretty wild i'm i'm ecstatic to be here yeah and recording on this equipment if we sound better it's because of this new equipment yeah if we sound more put together we're not passing around a lapel mic <laughs> or 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 clipping it to a whole bunch of books and setting it on the middle of the table we all just want to express a massive thank you to our donor so thank we, you thank we really you appreciate it so mm-hmm. much this is so nice to have like our own microphones yeah. it's so much more conversational too like i feel like an actual like fancy podcaster now we now enter the part of the show where we talk about tech talk this is a made-up question not from one of our uh, but listeners it with the episode exactly but do we have any magical technology at the library Ooh. well i really like our microfilm i was doing research for someone uh a little bit ago and i was scrolling through the the newspaper from like 1955 and it's just all there and it's things used to cost 10 cents yeah <laughs> oh yeah it's pretty cool uh, the microfilm it was, reader it, it was yes i think uh, that is a magical thing it is pretty magical because there's all these historical documents on just a little piece of film yeah uh, so much history on these like rolls of film that we have it's yeah. it's quite amazing i kind of i kind of like our ipad that you can check out I'm currently using it to read the script. Yeah. If anybody didn't know, we have a public use iPad and Kindle that you can check out for a period of two weeks. Yes. uh, And take home and kind of do some work on and play games on and everything. And don't worry, we wipe all the information off when it comes back in. Another little magical technology that we have here at the library are Leap Reader pins. You can take these pins and just point them at like words on these sleep reader books mm-hmm. and it tells you what the words are they it's not like they can read it but it's reading know? it how does it know it's, it's magic it's weird There's it's magical so we enter our last segment of this episode thank you for sticking with us it is ask a librarian so a question that we received from our boss actually was which Harry Potter character would be the best librarian? Ooh. I know. Hermione. Hermione. Yeah. I think she'd be like a, a little bit of a grouchy librarian, but I think for sure she would probably be the most efficient at taking like stats and doing all the work and making sure people are happy and mm-hmm. checking out books and stuff. I feel like she'd be very organized. Yeah. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Hermione. I think... Hermione would be like the head librarian, mm-hmm. and then, like, who are you thinking of? Neville. <gasps> oh yeah, Neville would be a really good librarian. Yeah. Who is that? Neville Longbottom is a character. He's very sweet. He has a toad named Trevor. He's very brave. What He's a Gryffindor. a Gryffindor. Also, like, I want to I want to go to a library in which Hermione, Neville, and Hagrid are all the, the like because i feel like hagrid which is like this this big bumbling yes. man helping people find books would be very sweet and cute so i think the the distance between the stacks would have to be larger though yeah incorporate but more space for handy like handicap accessible you know what i mean like he would make sure that everyone was taken care of we'd have really nice like you know grounds yeah. we'd have maybe a pet falcon or something or like a have movable stacks like the moving <gasps> staircases but moving bookcases. Are you kidding? That is such that is genius. I want the I want the paintings to talk to us too. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. That would be cool. Good ideas all around. All right. Well, if you have 
a question for Tech Talk or Ask a Librarian, send us an email with the subject line between the stacks at ask.odell.library at gmail.com. That's it for this episode. Tune in on April 12th for the next episode. And until then, happy, happy reading! Between the Stacks is hosted by Gillian Larson, Krista Mapes, and Emily Lenore. This episode was written by Gillian Larson and Emily Lenore, with editing and audio production by Emily Lenore. Special thanks to the entire Odell Library staff, library board, and friends of Odell. Thanks to all our wonderful patrons who support the library, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. <laughs>